All right. Uh, hopefully a second Kings reference is still up there, especially the strike, the ground, since it's Appreciation Sunday. This has been, this has been a verse that's been a big emphasis in a lot of meetings lately. And, um, you know, uh, there's no human being that doesn't um, do this. And so I'm asking you all to listen carefully. We all, uh, when we uh, humble ourselves, when we confess our sins, when we walk in the light, when we get in a better attitude uh, toward authority and things of this nature, and we start to experience more of the Spirit of God, we all experience more of the settle of God, but we assume that uh, this is some, what God wants to do way too soon, way too easily, way too early, and we settle for too little. And God doesn't want, want you to do that because part of uh, loving others as you love yourself is there's a proper way to love yourself, and you can only give what you've received. And so sometimes the Lord just wants to come and, and give you more and give you more and give you more and he wants you to just have three-word response. Thank you more. Um, because there really is a place, and I've been there, only once that I recall, where you have to say, Lord, I can't take any more because my body's not ready for that yet till I go to be with you. And I would encourage you to be jealous to keep striking the ground until, you know, uh, I would encourage you not to respond like Paul, uh, not Paul Bunyan, John Bunyan did, Paul Bunyan. That's old Wisconsin, football's back, Logan. I'll see you uh, October 24th. <laughs> uh, but uh, you think God doesn't move? <laughs> When Stephen told me that on Wednesday, that's when everything started to break. No, I'm just... <laughs> oh man, I didn't. You know, I've been seeking God so much, I didn't know the news from Wednesday. So Stephen was kind of shocked that I didn't know, but I didn't know. But in my nightly evening chat with uh, Goldie, I made her sit there while we watched uh, various news channels repeated ten times. <laughs> The Lord works in strange ways. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, and let's keep it up. That's my first admonition. Now, Josiah, you could go to the other scriptures. First Thessalonians 5, 11 through 13. Therefore, encourage one another and build up one another, just as you also are doing. But we request of you, brethren, that you appreciate... NASB, recognize NIV. See, I'm really changed the end. There's two, two NIV quotes here today. All right. Uh, those who diligently labor uh, work or work hard, NIV, among you, and had, I guess there's three X, and have charge over you in the Lord and give you instruction, and in that you esteem them very highly in love because of their work. 
Live in peace with one another. Romans 5, 14. Uh, and concerning you, my brother, and by the way, uh, Josiah's going to put up here a slide that I asked him to make that's going to have the verses I'm starting with today, and it's going to sort of keep repeating them. Um, I've actually had some people mad at me. Where's John Gray? I, I, I was hoping he would be here. Yeah, I've had some people uh, in past years mad at me that we have Appreciation Sunday because they thought, you know, Reformed Church and not have a good message and Da, da, da. You know, John, John Gray texted me yesterday. Uh, Appreciation Sunday is my favorite Sunday of the year, to which I just said, Amen. Uh, and, and concerning you, brother, my brethren, I myself am also convinced that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able, or NIV, competent to admonish one another. Uh, should have been a, a, so you guys don't have my copy, so I got a typo in my copy. Um, so, yeah, the that verse in Romans five fifteen fourteen, and I uh, hope you some of you know, is the basis for uh, J. E. Adams' book called Competent to Counsel, which is kind of the first book uh, that you think about, read, whatever in the kind of counseling we ascribe to as a church. And uh, it changed my life pretty deeply in 1975-ish or so because uh, it was when I really made the connection that almost no modern people make between uh, truth that, 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 of course, is hard to hear. Uh, it turns the lights on. It's uncomfortable. It makes us admit uh, so many things that, uh, that uh, humble us and so forth. But truth is the most loving thing there is because it's the beginning of salvation. And there is no salvation without confession of our sins. And, it, and in mis- the, the good news is you're really, 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 really messed up. And Jesus chose you and loves you anyway. It's okay. So, uh, the word uh, appreciate in the NASB and also in the Amplified is recognize those uh, in the NKGV and the Amplified Classic Version. It's acknowledge those who, you know, work hard among you. In the Geneva uh, Bible, the New English Translation, and the NAV. NAV is getting a lot of mentions tonight. Uh, it's respect in the ESV, the Revised Standard, Mounts, uh, and the Common English Bible. And yes, I love the Common English Bible, if any of you are among those who believe you have to be a liberal communist to love the Common English Bible. <sighs> I love it. <laughs> so... Uh, I'm going to pull this back in case I do need it after a while. Probably won't. Hopefully my eyes will hold out. Uh, the, the word is teach. Uh, wait, wait, where, where are we? We're still on appreciate. Uh, the, the word is give recognition to in the Holman Christian Standard Bible. No in the King James and Young's Literal. 
and honor in the New Living Translation, my good friend Jeff Cartwright's favorite translation. So, uh, Pather of the Methodist Church over on Xenia. Those who diligently labor, New American Standard, work hard, NIV, and I love this one, work tirelessly is the mouse. Because a lot of people in our church, unfortunately, uh, really do work tirelessly. And a lot of them are going to get talked about today. Uh, and, uh, of course, in Romans 5.14, the whole uh, also to admonish one another. Admonish uh, is a very common translation, New American Standard, Geneva, King James, New King James, Disciples, Literal New Testament, and Dewey Reigns. Uh, competent to instruct is the NIV. Able to instruct is ESV, RSV, NET, H, uh, Holman Christian Standard Bible Mounts. HV uh, is the Evangelical Heritage Version. Teach in the common, uh, common English Bible. Teach, admonish, instruct, and warn all at the same time in the Expanded Bible. And know these things so well that you can teach others is the New Living Translation. New Living Translation is supposed to be like super, super English, easy English. And usually is. So about 80% of Grace Christian Fellowship adult members serve in one or more capacities. And I have been told by every pastor I've ever known outside of what we're doing that you will never get past 20% of the people doing 80% of the things. And in our church, 80% of the people do 90% of the things. Really? And you don't know what, what, how wonderful that is as a pastor. Uh, you know, once a year I have to do this, and then when John Gray made that comment yesterday, this is his first day, I was thinking, I was tempted to think about 4.30 this morning, I wish John Gray was doing all these notes. Uh, you know, our people in our church serve so much that I, we, I, because I didn't, Ask certain questions till after everyone's in bed last night. A lot of there's a lot of the bigger things like the list of people who clean up the fellowship hall, uh, the list of people who teach in the Sunday school. That I'm really just going to acknowledge the people who kind of put the team together and run it and so forth. And they know all the people on their team. But in several t- times I was told, well, I was at because this morning. I've, I, I sent emails to all these people at 1.30 in the morning last night. When you wake up, and a lot of people were saying, well, that's like 20 people. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. <laughs> like, I said, give me a list of all the people who help with this. And, uh, and I love that this is the first church in our, that I've ever pastored, and this is the fourth one we started. And this is the first one that I've ever been involved with that I don't actually know all the answers to all these questions because you all don't make me worry about anything. You know, I, I had a very successful sales career, and I, I concentrated on one thing. I would always tell my customers, except especially the ones who stayed with me for years, the reason why I want you to stay with me and the reason you are staying with me 
is you never have to worry about anything that regards the, fi the financing parts of the sales because I've, always, I've already pre-worried about every question that may come up and I've already got a solution ready. And our church does that for me all the time. You know, I run into people and I say, hey, so what, what are you doing? Well, I'm doing this or this or that. I go, oh, we do that? <laughs> you know, I, th thank you. <laughs> and uh, that's a really cool idea. And, uh, and the quality of it, of all of it just keeps going up. And so that's even better. So we have a lot of things about us, uh, including things that regard our, our culture of study of the word and seeking the spirit, some of which there's fresh waves, especially in the spiritual things. And I'm not going to focus on that today. I'm going to focus on the things that come out of our culture of servant leadership, discipleship for every member, and uh, and I before we get to individual things, I really want everybody to hear this. You know, two uh, a, a year ago, we were in a pretty hard place, and uh, I was relying on the, the seasoned toughness of Catherine and especially the loyalty of the Greys and the Paramalas to, to get us through. And, uh, you know, everybody except Ray Nethery and Ned Berube thought I was crazy when I thought, okay, everything's bad. Let's launch a new offensive. <laughs> and uh, let's expand to a seven-couple leadership team and really start to entrust a lot to these other four couples. And the 2019 and 2020, as far as all the things, servant initiative taking, administration, servant leadership, personal pastoral care, uh, all, every member empowered to serve, meeting needs, this is the best year we've ever had about all that. Some of the people that are going to get talked about today, especially among those servant couples, I've really had to lean on them. And I, I've wondered sometimes, is, this, is it too frightening to sit in my living room and ask uh, somebody as new in leadership as Christiana, like, what do you think we should do? And uh, she's helped me figure it out a hundred times. Yeah, and this is the best I've ever seen. Yeah, sure. 
So, I'm very thankful. Yeah. So thankful. So, uh, moving on. You know, today I'm only going to be able to honor some that go above and beyond the call of duty. A lot of these people serve in multiple critical ministries all the time while maintaining jobs, marriages, homes, kids, and so and pet snakes. No, <laughs> we don't have any of that anymore. Thank the Lord. I hope. So, um, You know, a lot of people on this list do the work of the ministry. They, they lead worship team. There's greeters. They do evangelism, counseling, teaching, discipleship, pod, put the podcast up, sound systems, building maintenance, prep work, meal prep, children's ministries. Create the culture of Grace Christian Fellowship. <laughs> this is the healthiest and most initiative-taking uh, church spread ministry I've ever seen and I've been doing this in multiple denominations and movements for 45 years. So, um, but and while we're doing this, I asked Amber to sit up here because she's going to help me, and I don't know if we could get uh, Anvesh or Daniel Williams, one of you two, uh, to come up and join... uh, Join Amber because, uh, you know, we asked John Gray, and uh, in the midst of all that, we asked John Gray. Oh, we we don't need John Gray. Well, I guess we could use John Gray. Is he up here? Um, well, he is here. But we we asked uh, Anvesh, uh, Sam Chen Sing Poon, who's probably teaching Sunday school, but that's okay. And uh, I guess it was John Gray to take this counseling class. Partly to uh, bring back, you know, like sending the spies in the land, uh, you know, to bring back reports. Should we have more people take it? And of course, they, you know, you all know they brought back a good report. And uh, you know, it, as as a pastor, you know, we we're trying to, you know, we we did the three part series on uh, an on, ongoing culture of catechism a few years back, and so. As a pastor, we're trying to get some buy-in to people taking their scripture studies and, and getting ready for ministry and, and thinking that we've, God's got bigger things for us, so let's get studied and equipped that now. And so, you know, I was hoping maybe another two or three uh, people would take this the counseling class, and so, I, and so we didn't uh, try to do a big sell or anything. We mentioned a few things about it. I basically said, Don Besh, you know, go ahead and try to get the word out. Let's see what kind of response we get. It get. 18 people signed up for the class and 17 finished it. And they're going to be receiving their certificates as part of the appreciation today. And they're in those two boxes because uh, Tiffany, who now, you know, handles everything except what Christiana handles. And uh, the two of them have taken over the church. But uh, uh, if, you don't, if, you need, if you need to know what's going on and, uh, and who's in charge, just ask Tiffany and, and, and uh, 
Christiana because they're the only ones that actually know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, once in a while I hear, well, Tiffany said you said this. I, I did? Okay. <laughs> I could go with that. All right. So, um, uh, so where were we? Oh, so I, I kind of, um, of course, uh, all of those people are participators in our home groups, and, and there are still quite a few people that we're not going to have time to talk about today who do various. Uh, there's there in in the Red House, the Gonard House. Uh, there's various. Uh, you know, we've always kind of published four. We have four book lists. One's called the Foundational List. One I call the Intermediate List, and it's recently expanded from books on six other topics to nine, and we're working on expanding it to books on 15 other topics, and then we're going to stop, we, I promise. <laughs> and uh, then we have an Apologetics book list, and then we have like an Elders Preparation book list. And, uh, you know, there's various kind of book groups, including the newest uh, creative BBBB book group, uh, <laughs> which uh, I pitched the idea to Nathan, who pitched it to Logan, and Logan uh, loved it, and he's running with it. And uh, so you, uh, so, um, so that, all that's going on. Um, and uh, so, um, I guess I want to say two more things, and I'm going to get into some individuals. Um, I had very helpful talks with both Ray Nethery and Ned Baruby this week, and uh, Ned related s several things to me that were kind of amazing. And uh, you know, Ned has a way of. Uh, like hitting you with something that goes, that makes you look at everything from a completely different point of view than you ever thought of before, which I appreciate. And uh, Ned said uh, this about you all. So this is really from what Ned said, who doesn't really say any flattering kind of stuff, just very real stuff. And um, Ned said that this this November 15th will be his... Uh, 50th anniversary of he is one of two people I know in the world, the other being Catherine, October 2nd, 1971, and Ned Brubery, 19, uh, November 15th, 1970, who heard a little sliver of gospel truth, prayed to receive Christ, and it changed their life, and they've never been the same for you know from there on out. And that sliver of gospel truth is born through thousands fold. But Ned has been involved in leadership, leadership teams, church planning, church planning teams for 45 years now. Uh, you know, only the first five years he was, he was a Christian has he not been doing this. He has literally uh, seen hundreds, hundreds of church plants and been the pastor of the pastor planning the church for hundreds of church plants. And he said to me this week, very seriously, when he considers all the aspects of what the Bible has to say about a church, you know, the, the culture of study, the culture of evangelism, disciple-making, uh, everything, love for God, worship, community, how, how you do everything, this is the most fruitful, 
healthy, uh, complete, doing it right church he has ever heard of or seen ever. And I really want you to let that sink into you. Because that's, that's about Caleb Trimbach and Sidney Osborne and Michael and Jesse and, and Deanna and uh, Mercy and Alyssa and Sindhu and Kyle. Really, that's about Elijah. Uh, that's about Austin Kempton when I, you know, I catch him in here building a computer at one in the morning. <laughs> you know, and uh, just came in to do some work, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Awesome, it's, it's 3 o'clock. Praise God, let's do it. <laughs> Can you help me run this wire? <laughs> you know, uh, you're all sort of crazy for Jesus, and I appreciate that very much. Um, Revelation 19 and 11. Uh, I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on it is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and wages war. I was reading something yesterday about a hundred biblical names for Jesus. And I have series on something like 70 something biblical names for Jesus and things like that. And, you know, you always have to end with there's more uh, because who can count them all? But uh, of all the, the ones, of every name for Jesus, the one that I'm always so amazed on, it's the top of my list of the things I want to uh, ask about, try to understand, worship Jesus about, is the word faithful. Because to me, and I mean this, no offense to myself especially, but when, it's, when you think about faithfulness, or and I... I consider part of that characteristic consistency that's not exactly been my strong suit <laughs> and uh you know i i actually thought i actually read all the ones from a year ago and i thought you know all the names have changed none of them are being done at right state anymore there's been so many changes because of covid but all the things that are really the values of our church, they're being still done, and they're more, more so. That's the name of that. So let's start with... Okay, so I, I thought she might have to go... I put some of the best at the front and some of the... and, and, the, and the, the very best at the end because... Uh, I figured some of these best at the front might have to leave for the church picnic, but if at all possible, please don't. We're going to go way over today. So I'm, I'm getting up here. It's 1210 already, and uh, now we're starting. Uh, Tiffany Hager. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of lumping in with her a little. Oh, she's, they always, don't leave the room before your name's called. Uh, <laughs> So uh, I was kind of lumping in with her. I hope I, I was going to lump in with her, Logan Carr, where he was just here. Where'd he go? Don't, get Logan back. Don't leave the room till your name is called and we've talked about you. And, and then sit in the window till you fall asleep and fall out. <laughs> Tiffany has four children, one husband, and one house to maintain. 
She volunteers for everything at every and all GCF leader meetings, especially all the hard jobs that no one else wants. <laughs> right? Uh, she stays in shape, makes, makes her family eat healthier, and uh, both uh, Nathan and Tiffany excel at hospitality. Uh, uh, Tiffany has in recent years, I believe probably from Leah Gray, inherited and received and passed on, and she's one of uh, the spirit of the Energizer Bunny. And, uh, and I have uh, seven total awards, uh, two two, two uh, Wards times three people, on, on, then one's just one person. But the sixth, you know, there's three awards for this and three awards for another thing that I hope that will, might be end up ongoing. I don't know if this will end up going. But Jesus, sit, sit, Tiffany is not my first recipient. Unfortunately, I didn't think there's actually a prize coming with this next week, unfortunately, because I ordered these prizes in the middle of the night on Amazon last night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I'll be, hand, I'll be handing these prizes out, but uh, th- by the way, on all these, listen for uh, the, when I say they are one of the people that completed the counseling class, and please come up, and, uh, um, and I, I want you to notice that, that uh, I'm going to be reading all 17 names of the people that read, the, and, and there's not one of them that's not doing a bunch of the things on this list. While they did, the, and the counseling class was like nine books, was it? They had to read, or how many? Seven books. How many lectures? Um, four, whole weekend ones. It was like four, yeah, the whole for the whole weekend, four times, right? There was like seven one-hour so I guess we should put on the award. We should have added to the award, not for slackers. <laughs> but uh, S- Tiffany is the very first recipient. On oh, there's two other two others this year of my GCF 2020 Energizer Bunny Award. <laughs> did we did we get Logan back yet? Oh, good, Logan. We need need you because I I just made I just put Logan in with uh, several other people on several awards that he. Uh, because Logan's involved in all sorts of things. Uh, but uh, Logan, I want you to hear a few comments coming up about you. So don't leave till, you, till, you, uh, till I tell you again. Don't leave till Michigan beats Ohio State. <laughs> 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 Even on appreciation day, I had to rub it in. Okay. Uh, t- t- every week, Sydney, uh, with Logan and other uh, many other people, especially Gene, uh, and so forth, make happen my very favorite ministry of Grace Christian Fellowship, I'm not kidding, the Sunday dinners. No other church I know does dinner every Sunday. I see Dave Gresp back there nodding said yet, right? Dave, you ever seen this before? No. And, and you know, the Bible does say good news puts fat on the bone. So if your reason you're, you're overweight has anything to do with the Sunday dinners, it's okay. <laughs> uh, you know, Tiffany volunteers to provide food, you know, even for COVID weddings, everything. Every event that I think can, should be enhanced by food, some should add wine. And Tif- Tiffany, Logan, Jean, Liz House, and, and so forth, uh, especially, though, especially the ones I just read their names, 
they make every event at GCF in, involve good food. And food always is equated to fellowship. Right? And so, so like, again, you know, Tiffany, Gene, Logan, Liz House, and, you know, and lots of others of you contribute. But one of the most important things actually about this whole church is that there's food all the time. What would Bradbury grill? <laughs> you know? <laughs> He'd probably go, go back to being a pagan. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, you know, uh, you know, some things that happen are sort of behind the scenes. And uh, Tiffany calls me all the times in busy seasons often just to see if there's anything I need or she can do. Uh, Logan also does the same with both Catherine and me all the time. Uh, when, you know, I don't have any Stephen on weekends, and Logan and Tiffany always do a lot to make up for that. And, of course, Tiffany completed the counseling class, so please come up. You should uh, all shake Amber's hand, too, because I, I just want it to be representative of... <laughs> or, or you can give hugs to the women. It's okay. Not the men, though. <laughs> you, the men, you can hug on Vesh. <laughs> no, I, I always hug on Vesh. Uh, I'm kind of throwing, uh, throwing John Bradbury and Nathan Hager together on this next category. Uh, and sometimes Logan or and, and or Stephen, as are their partners in crime, as you know, uh, you know, we we bought this crazy ugly house in the middle of Sin uh, Smithville Road. I mean, uh, thirty-two years ago, and the first thing I I that you know there's there was this split rail fence that was already way too old, way too. Uh, termite and whatever eaten and needed to be ripped out and get a new one and every year I hoped someday we'll be able to afford this and every year we have to say there's kids there's there are private schools there's colleges weddings there's uh, you know buying the Dars property getting it paid off there was always uh, so many things And, and yesterday, uh, you know, John Bradbury, Nathan Hager, of course, the, uh, Stephen had lined up, uh, a, what do you call it, a backhoe, a bobcat, and all that. Uh, and uh, they just ripped that all out in about no time at all, and it was awesome. Things were flying. Uh, I still hadn't, I actually still hadn't recovered to, that I could barely stand up, but uh, still, so I... I did my best. I made my way out to uh, to thank Bradbury. Nathan was running the backhoe, or what? What was it called? Excavator. Excavator. And uh, so he didn't see me. He had his back to me. But I was uh, still in a place very spiritually sensitive, and I and I'd have to say, like the countenance that Nathan was in, even though I couldn't see his face, 
he looked about as happy as Daniel Gray that just got a Tonka truck, you know? (laughs) He was, I mean, he was running that excavator like it was Christmas. And, uh, you know, uh, Fortunately, like Stephen has our personal credit cards, and you know the, in the you know this is also a very, just a very loving thing. Uh, you know, this isn't a church project, so Stephen got there, and they wouldn't let him use our personal church card, which every place lets them do that, right? Yeah, our personal credit card, or not church, our personal credit card. I meant to say, not that's the point, not the church card, but uh, so he has our personal credit cards, and, and uh, um, that's you know. He, Takes off to Ma- no <laughs> Maui every year. We always wonder what's this plane trip to Maui. No, I'm just <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, if Stephen ever comes back with too big good a tan, I'll know that something's wrong. But uh, but you know, actually, Stephen uh, just trusted. Uh, he just put it on his personal cards and trusted Catherine to pay him back, which is awesome because it was four hundred bucks, right? Something like that, right? And so, I mean, and then, you know, I, I, finally, I finally got to sleep after, like, I don't know, maybe 48 hours without sleep. And uh, Logan calls me up as soon as I got to sleep. And he goes, can I use your van? And, uh, and I, if it had been anyone else but Logan, but Logan, I, I get it. I, I go, obviously, it's something to do for the church picking. And he goes, oh, yeah, I need your van for all the you know, tables and chairs for the church. And I said, you know, you didn't have to ask. He goes, I know. But I just wanted to ask. But, you know, it's, it just seems like uh, if, there's, if there's jobs that involve all kinds of sort of manly skills or whatever, uh, it's, you know, Stephen, Bradbury, Nathan, Logan, they're always there. And, um, they, you know, and, 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 you know, electrical stuff, plumbing stuff, and and muscle stuff. Uh, I once had muscles, but I now have heard of them. <laughs> and of course, Nathan serves on the GCF leadership team. Nathan leads a discipleship. Uh, you know, uh, Logan made this connection uh, at that. He's always had this great connection with our family and especially with Catherine. And, uh, but then he also made this very good connection with uh, Nathan and Tiffany. And they have brought Logan to a better place in all sorts of ways in the Lord than I've ever seen him. But especially because they, they've turned his heart on uh, for studying scripture, church history, theology, and uh, Logan's never excelled in all those things, and he's really eaten it up. And you know, he's he's uh, gotten to know Donald Fortson about his. You know, I he's uh, he'll soon be on his third time through him, just like I listened to all those same lectures three times because Nathan provided them for me sometime back, and and Josiah put them together for me. But anyway, um, so. Uh, 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 Nathan has two very important special advisory roles in the church. One is to anyone who has needs to learn about personal financial management. Nathan probably is uh, 
if not the top, one of the top people who know about that area and in, 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 uh, these things. And, uh, you know, I just love to see the work of God because, to be honest, Nathan couldn't have been trusted with five bucks ten years or seven years ago, maybe. And God uh, keeps entrusting more and more to Nathan because of, of faithfulness. Uh, you know, I pitched the 4Bs Bible and Book Club, to, to uh, which has become a very good thing. Uh, guys like Bradbury, Adam, Robbie, uh, and, uh, you know, Logan uh, kind of keep heads that up. But Nathan kind of oversees what Logan's doing. And the whole thing's gathering momentum and it's starting to accomplish the things we've wanted it to, to accomplish. Uh, do we still have Adam and Emily Furlow with us or are they? Did they have to go? Because I want to talk about Emily Furlow coming up. Uh oh. So can somebody ch see if we can't get her back here or something? Is she, is she here with the kids or something? Um, so, um, of course, uh, ongoing with. Uh, with, with Bradbury, uh, Bradbury shared a little bit today, but I, I want to just emphasize two things that really helped me a lot. The first one we invited Bradbury to, because we were trying to invite a few people who weren't on the leadership team that we thought could, could use being impacted by this, and they would be the kind of person that would end up impacting others with this. Uh, Bradbury is one of, uh, on the short list of those kind of people. And, you know, Bradbury told us as he was leaving late at night, and there was just a few of us left, uh, this was the most powerful worship that I've ever experienced. Um, and that was so key for me to find my way because, you know, Deanna and I and were talking, and we were talking about how it seemed like that feeling like, I think it's sprinkling. Do you think it's sprinkling? I can't tell for sure it's sprinkling, but I think it's sprinkling, and I think it looks like it could rain, and uh, we better keep praying into this, and we were kind of at that point, and I realized so many people have hardly ever experienced the kind of presence of God that just knocks your socks off and changes your life permanently and it was important to press into this until everyone in the church can say, man, I experienced the presence of God in ways that I'll never be the same ever again. And, you know, I, I'm probably, I thank God for Catherine because the, the two of us are probably the only ones here that have had this a number of times. We've been through this and we've been through ones that lasted for three to five years and, and brought you know, a couple hundred people into the kingdom, and that's certainly what God has in mind here. And we really have the the, the leadership teams in place that can handle that. There, you'll all be very tired, but but you'll be very happy, and you'll never be the same. And so Bradbury really helped me with that because uh, it, that's why when he was invited back last Thursday, I said, Bradbury, you ain't seen nothing yet. Now you're going to experience the presence of God. And, uh, and it was actually kind of starting to rain by the end of Thursday. And, uh, and then I, I kind of wanted uh, Logan to stay till this last part. I, you know, all these guys, Steve and Bradbury, Nathan uh, and Logan, 
two, two very special things that happened this year. Um, you know, the one was the 30, the, for 32 years we've been praying this fence, the key. Like Bradbury, like this morning, if Nathan or Bradbury ran for president, Catherine would vote for him, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Trump who, you know? <laughs> and, uh, but the other thing that, uh, the other thing that happened was, I, you know, um, there was a lot of spiritual warfare um, that, that, that accompanied our trip to India. And Stephen knows that in, until I said, you know, you know, let's pray together, I was actually considered in Frankfurt turning it back around and going home because my back was hurting so bad I couldn't walk. And, um, and then, you know, there was the whole thing with my burnt toe, and then I didn't know what it was. And, you know, and uh, uh, I've got is Liz Brewer here. Good, because we're going to talk, talk about Liz Brewer in a minute here. Um, so... Uh, but, you know, I, it, it just so happened because of a lot of reasons. Or th- after, a- after some of the spiritual warfare started turning and the trip started being clearly fruitful and people were getting, you know, Golda got baptized in the Spirit. And I think she was the kind of the first one of the ones we prayed for that got baptized in the Spirit. I seen, do you, was that about right? Remember we prayed for like you and your aunts and like a bunch of you that one night. I think you were got baptized in the spirit about the easiest probably of anybody and uh um but i you know i ended up coming to to you know talk you know the way their time works out i was like calling getting up at 5 a.m even though we got to bed at like 2 a.m so i could call Catherine. and uh steven had got us this you know special phone deal where we could call back the u.s or, or you know every day as much as we wanted and so uh, you know, I, I realized that the trip was very hard for Catherine. You know, the truth is uh, we have, haven't been apart and not doing all this together for it had been 32 years, I think, since we'd last been apart. And so, you know, Catherine was kind of taking it kind of hard. And uh, and then um, I don't I don't remember the whole consequence of this, but I really want you know, starting with Nathan Bradbury and Logan to hear this, you know, when I started hearing this, the first thing I thought of, I asked Logan, Logan had to move out of Sydney's house because he did this weird thing called getting married. And uh, so he was, he was like kicking all the Singer brothers out for some reason. And, uh, and uh, imagine that. But, uh, and so I asked Logan to speed it up and, and the to arrive at my house by the time I left for India, which he inconvenienced himself a lot and did. So that, because Logan and, and uh, as I, I don't know if it, I'm not sure if it was Logan that started the name Mama Weiss, but uh, uh, Logan has always had a very special relationship with my wife and my wife loves Logan. It was her idea to have Logan live with us the first time he lived with us. And, and I even thought, like, what, really? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you want Logan to move in with us? What, like, who took my wife? <laughs> so, uh, uh, but so I just knew it would help a lot if Logan moved in. So, Logan, I really wanted to make sure you heard that. It really means so much to me. And uh, 
So then I get this report that we've had this 50-gallon water heater for like 32 years. And they all say water heaters only last eight or nine years, but I use a double carbon filter on the whole house, and my water heaters usually last for, I don't know, 30 years or so. But it was 32 years, and it died. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm in India. And uh, I'm... I'm on the other side of the world, and Catherine, has, its job is necessary to support us and so forth, and uh, we don't have hot water. And uh, I called Nathan, and uh, I just knew that Nathan and Bradbury and Logan, uh, you know, because, of course, Stephen is usually who we make sure you know like nothing can go wrong Stephen's here to save us he was in India to save me <laughs> sorry God. but uh but I you know it, you know it just meant so much that I knew that they they won't let my wife down they'll it'll be it'll be okay and you know they got the credit card from her, and, and I, you know, I don't know, it's like five, you know, you know, like a 50-gallon water heater that's been boxed in and by the furnace and everything. It's not all that easy to get out of there. So, and I just knew that Nathan, I, you know, because most people these days, if they're going to do a project like that, I need to be there and, and figure all out all the difficult things how to do them. And I knew, like, as Nathan, I don't have to. Uh, I, don't have to, I didn't even put any thought into what, how he was going to figure this all out because I knew he, his problem-solving skills in this regard had become better than mine anyway. So, And I, I so appreciated that. And I wanted Nathan and Logan and, and Bradbury to hear that because they, the three of them made it happen, and it, it took some muscle and some brains and some know-how to do it. So thank you, guys. So, Jeff and Gene Burks, uh, this this starts my, uh, and you missed the 930 uh, meeting sometimes category. Uh, <laughs> so, I've always find it kind of funny that, you know, no, ma no matter how much we pitch it, there's some people that are late for the 930 meeting or don't come at all. And then there's all these guys that there wouldn't be a 930 meeting if it wasn't for them. And I, and I think sometimes people don't know what it takes. Like, to be honest, I, I can't imagine not being a, come for the 930 meeting because of all that goes in uh, to the, the fact that we have them. And so I don't know if ever, people know this, but every Saturday night, Jeff Burks comes to this building and he uh, finds out if there's anything wrong That'll be a problem for the Sunday meeting. He finds out if the cleaning team did a good job, if, you know, electrical's working, plumbing, toilets running over, earthquakes, you know, fires, you know, furnaces not working, air conditioning, lights, plumbing, uh, boogeymen, and anything. <laughs> and, uh, and, and because he, Jeff Burks is uniquely qualified to know all of that. You know, so... Um, of course, if you're on the cleaning team or whatever and you didn't do it right, you, you might hear from Jeff Burks, or I think it's not Leah that 
gets all the people on the cleaning team. Is that right? Or, so he might tell Leah. I don't. I don't know if he'll get you or he'll get Leah to get you. But if you miss something, you're probably going to hear about it because of Jeff Burks, in a loving sort of way. Um, but you know, and then I think there's you know, like he does that every Saturday night, not just when it's not snowing, but when it's snowing. You know, not when it's you know when it's 94 degrees, and he'd rather stay in the air conditioning. I'm sure. Do you understand? So that's so big. Um, I thought if, uh, for Jeff and Gene, if I uh, could create uh, an award, I'd call it the Serve All and Attends All Award. So, you know, uh, I'm not going to give them my left foot, but I would, metaphorically I would give someone my left foot that understands what, one of the things they understand is what I call the warm body principle. You can't get a church off the ground unless a few people understand that when people walk in our door, whether it's a Wednesday night or a Sunday morning or Friday night fellowship or whatever it is, if nobody's here, they're going to go, oh, another rinky-dink church. And, you know, if, uh, you know, uh, of course, uh, Pete, a lot of people like Christiana or whatever run, you know, I think Christiana could announce like we need everyone because we're going to play Euchre, you know, <laughs> and Jeff and Jean would come, you know, like, and uh, uh, if, if, if we said we need you because it's going to snow and we just want the people in this building with snow shovels in case it snows, they'd be there and they bring the snow shovels and food. And of course they would bring food. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I, I don't know if Jeff has as much to do with the fruit as Gene, I'm sure, but... Um, he brings the tea. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Does he bring kombucha, too? Stephen would know that. <laughs> do you bring kombucha, Jeff? Uh, does, anybody besides Dave, does anybody besides Dave Gress or Steve drink kombucha? Oh, uh, Sydney likes it. All right, there, there's, there's a few others that like the kombucha. I've uh, sort of looked at the kombucha. <laughs> As you know, I don't don't try new things easily. All right, I'm gonna move on. If if um, you know some things grow out of, that are generational, but starting with Gene, that family has provided more babysitters than everybody else combined. You know, because uh, Melody, Christiana, Abigail, Jean, be, between them, uh, you always know, because one of the greatest things in a babysitter is not only that you know they're reliable and stuff, but they know what to do already. And all of them, grew, for some reason, they know what to do with a lot of kids. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they're babysitters extraordinaire. Um, food prep, and, and then going on from there, food prep, music for any kind of event. Uh, sometimes Jonathan gets in on that. The, I, I was thinking about Stephen and his first little genius pie day, and I, I thought, what would the pie day have been like without the Burks ladies? <laughs> and... Uh, and of course, uh, I, we got to move on. Of course, both Jeff and Gene completed the counseling class. 
Nathan, why don't you come up here and we need one more hand, or, or Tiffany, why don't you come up here and shake hands? We need at least a man and a woman shaking everyone's hands. Uh, I'm going to go on to Morgan Kempton. Uh, Morgan, is she still here? Uh, I'm going on to Austin Kempton and back to Morgan Kempton in a minute. Uh, of course, he, for the sake of the church, Morgan Kempton learned to play the drums. Morgan, or Austin, what am I doing? Morgan Kempton. I, oops, I still on Morgan Kempton saying Morgan Kempton when I moved on to Austin Kempton's list. Um, he learned to play the drums. Uh, Austin does all things computer-related, sound system-related, video-related, electronics-related, and everything that Josiah and and the other team members of David Furlow, uh, Anvesh, and all all the computer people do, that's them. There's Morgan. Back to Morgan. Uh, You know, uh, Morgan endured the death of her very dear mother this year, and... um, uh, just a little personal note on the night of um, Jess, uh, Michael and Jesse's rehearsal dinner, uh, we had, you know we received some news during the rehearsal dinner, probably through Dan, I think, from from Morgan that things had taken a turn tur- turn worse for her mom, and that uh, of course she was at hospice, and so I, Deanna and I decided we were going to go, and then we kind of really th- I thought it for a second, and I really th- said you know, Amber needs to go with us. And so, you know, Amber had other plans, but I said, Amber, please consider going with us. And uh, a little while later, she, I guess she talked to Sam or whatever and and said, yes. So I picked up Amber, then Deanna, then we drove there. Uh, Because of COVID, I was the only one who actually got to go in. They, They walked around and prayed outside the window. I got to talk to Morgan's mom a little bit about Jesus, pray over her. But then we all had a very special moment in the parking lot. And uh, you know, I was privileged enough to uh, kind of hug Morgan for a while, and uh, we cried a little bit. And because uh, Morgan uh, really wanted her mom to live long enough to meet, meet baby Kempton, and we kind of, you know, gave that up to the Lord that night together because we kind of knew that wasn't going to happen. And, uh, and uh, but, you know, uh, at least, uh, you know, Amber and, and Deanna and, and I and Morgan all got to share that together and things are always better when you do them to get in family and community together. And yet, uh, you know, with all this going on and being newlyweds and stuff, Morgan Kempton completed the theology class, or the counseling class. Yeah, make sure uh, more Amber greets you for, for this too. Get get over there and give Amber a hug too, and check the uh, on. And let me finish on Austin while we do this. Um, you know, I, I don't know what, if it was some crazy time at night, it seems, to my memory, it seems like it. I think Josiah and I were here and a few others, and, you know, I, Austin Kempton comes in with this big box, and, and uh, I'm like, what, you know, and there was some weird hour or something, and I, I and uh, 
you know, I don't remember if it was Josiah, but somebody like Josiah explained to me, that's a new computer that he had uh, Austin, you know, that Josiah and Austin had decide, decided that Austin was going to build for the church, and Austin was bringing it by. <laughs> and, you know, we've always, you know, we, like, they, we've always needed one very good computer back there, but with computers, you know, they sort of need to be a new one every so often, and they they decided to do it, and, and so Austin decided to build it. Um, recently, I had... Uh, uh, we we kind of need some new Macintoshes, so and I so I had uh, you know Austin buy me two new Macintoshes, one that small one I'm going to use at the pulpit and and carrying around in my briefcase, and one large one for my study, uh, and it's going to replace my large one, which are going to pass down the chain, and you know we do, we do that some you know some people have our last versions, and, but. Um, you know, I, I, I just want you to, to understand a little bit about the trust I've uh, come to have in Josiah and Austin and these doing these things. Uh, the, they've, ha they've had the commuter computers. Uh, the three of us are going to meet this week. We're going to talk about how to set it up. But uh, you kind of understand what I'm, you know, way, way back from the year 2000, uh, having my computer set up right, work right, be fast, do the do all certain things, is uh, you know basically was the most important tool that Gem Leasing and so forth used to generate uh, three hundred fifty thousand dollars that built this church in in there and uh, and so this this particular time is is the first time in my life ever that that I've I'm gonna have any electronics uh that that uh were not set up by John Paul Weiss. And so uh I'm so glad that uh that Austin and 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 uh Josiah are gonna be doing this. Thank you guys. That's one of six. <laughs> no, that's two of two of six actually. Uh, Liz Brewer, uh, you know we've asked Leah Gray to be the czar of COVID in, in our church because we feel like we should co cooperate and stuff. But there are times when we would like uh, Liz's opinion because, of course, she is a doctor, and. Uh, Liz always uh, is gracious, answers our calls, and uh, gives us her advice. And I, I, she gives us the kind of advice that I that I really can't do, do without. Because if Liz says I don't, if I don't know something, she'll say I don't know. Uh, if if needed, she'll study it and get back to you or whatever. But she doesn't pretend she doesn't know what she does know and so forth and there therefore you can kind of put a lot of weight on whatever she does say and um i was a little freaking out because you know when my burned foot i i, I didn't look at it when i burned it so i'd kind of forgot about it so it wasn't until i really got to india that it was like hurting really bad and and uh then i'm 
you know, starting to have thoughts like, what if I got some strange man-eating virus that's, you know, that, that Westerners aren't, don't have the right, you know, antibiotics to, or, you know, the right antibodies in their body to fight off, and the next thing you know, I'm going to have it, my half of my leg is going to be gone or something. I always watch shows like that, you know. <laughs> yeah, guy gets a man-eating virus. and But I watch, like, the rose shows where it really happens. And, the you know, some guy dies because he uh, put on his helmet in the locker room and had a, you know. So, uh, you know, I called Liz, and uh, even though I knew it was about 2.30 a.m. date and time, and Liz was very asleep. And, uh, and, and Liz was very gracious and nice and didn't yell at me or anything like that. <laughs> or she didn't even say, do you know what time it is? Because I told her I knew what time it was. Uh, <laughs> and then um, I wanted to share one other thing about Liz that, that was kind of a big thing for me. And that is when the COVID thing hit and... Uh, you know, I had sent word ahead that I was really, really tired, and I want under no circumstances that I want anyone to bother me for 24 hours after I got back. And so when we got back, the very first thing that happened a few hours after we got back the next morning was I started getting texts, especially from Leah and others, that, you know, COVID this, COVID that, and we got to decide whether we're going to be you know, have meetings on Sundays and so forth. And I said, well, I guess I'm going to get up and study COVID for a while. And, um, you know, so I, you know, watched, you know, Trump's big national news conference while they're shutting down the NBA and they're canceling the Big Ten basketball tournament. And, you know, I had to work through the morning over that. And, uh, um, and all this stuff and they... Certain people want to shut down the church and everything. And, and so when all was said and done, we decided to video cast, which proved to be like very prophetic. We should have been video casting before and long before this. And thank God for Josiah and the, the guys that have made it better and better. We'll be talking about that, I hope. I hope we'll get that far. Um, um, so... Uh, did we end up losing Emily Furlow? Because I was going to talk about Emily Furlow. We did. No? Okay. Wonder this is, is this being videotaped or audio taped? I don't even have a mic. Is this mic? I have a mic, I guess. Right. Uh, good. So Emily could at least listen to this later, right? Uh, anyway, so I, you know, one of the things is we have a mortgage on this building. And, you know, it's a, it's a certain little bit of a concern sometimes to, to Catherine and I because um, banks hate churches. They just hate churches. There's nobody that pays worse than churches. And so the only reason we qualified for a loan was because Catherine and I, Jason, Carla, John, and Emily signed personal guarantees uh, to, to buy this building and uh, put our houses and cars and babies and all that on the line. And so, you know, now that uh, Jason and John are in the picture, I hope very much to never disappoint them. Uh, you know, John has never complained that he still owns the campus ministry house and, uh, and he's never uh, treated any of that unfairly. And, and those guys have been very faithful back to him. Thank you, Kyle, John, Luke, and Sam. And 
Stephen. But, you know, um, you know, I figured, wow, wow, this is going to be tough on the tithes and offerings. And, um, of course, uh, Jeff and Gene and pretty much everyone we're going to be talking about uh, made that not a concern because they just started faithfully mailing their tithes in. But in a way, Liz Brewer kind of typifies the whole thing in my mind because not only did she send her tithes faithfully every week, but she was the one that started the whole idea of writing a nice little letter with it. And they were especially kind of emotional for me because they were just like the letters my dad used to always write me. Because my dad would always write, you know, just... um, just a few things, you know, like Liz would, it, her le- the letter would just be like, it'd be on a page of stationery, but if you really broke it all down, it was kind of like, if you typed it up, it'd be a quarter page, or third a page or something. Just, you know, a few facts about what's going on and, and a couple encouragements and uh, enough to uh, to really express a very loving, amiable spirit. And it really meant, it, it really kind of, turn the whole tide for me a little bit psychologically like uh you know grace christian fellowship is, is is going to come through and i don't think we probably you know i haven't i haven't done a complete breakdown or anything but i i don't think we had anyone that was any less faithful faithful to mail them in and once we kind of mentioned the letter thing uh, you know, other people started writing letters and it became kind of a pretty cool thing. And, uh, you know, Catherine would get all the letters together for me and and uh, once a week or so I'd read three, four, five different letters from, uh, you know, all sorts of different people that are sitting out here today. And Liz, Liz really kind of rep- ended up representing that to me. Uh, we have lost Logan. I already mentioned the India trip. The, I, I guess I... Uh, the only thing I, uh, that Logan didn't hear is that the second award I rec- created, the first is the Energizer Bunny, of which uh, we, who was the, uh, the first one was Tiffany. There's two more Energizer Bunnies coming up. But uh, there's three of this award, too, and Logan is the first of what I am going to call, and I actually ordered an award like this that, sa- that says all this that we'll have next week. But it it's... Uh, um, I can't tell you how I can tell a little story. Uh, they give this kind of award on high school teams and in uh, little league teams and all this kind of things. And it, it's, it's always become a very uh, special thing to me because uh, one of the most precious father, father-daughter things for me was that Carla loved baseball growing up. And Carla and I spent maybe 16,432 hours playing baseball and uh, teaching her to pitch and field grounders and hit and all the going to batting cages and taking her to the diamond and hitting 500 ground balls and all this. And, uh, you know, interestingly, uh, both her junior and senior year of high school, uh, Carla played for Carroll High School, a lo- you know, local private school just down the road here. And, uh, she wasn't blessed with the most talent in the world. There were lots of really talented girls, but she was pretty strong, and that she got by working at it. And, uh, and you know, both her junior and her senior year, 
Carla was awarded the Most Improved Player Award on the team, and that led to her being the, the coach of the junior varsity team for six years after she got out of high school. And so Logan Carr is the recipient of my first annual uh, Most Improved Award, and I wanted to make sure everyone knows that Nathan and Tiffany had a big role in that. And although she's not here, the second recipient of my most approved award is Emily Furlow. Um, Emily uh, was introduced to me by Chris and Amanda Wu. And uh, Emily and Adam uh, were, to say the least, in trouble. Um, and it's probably uh, no secret that uh, Leah Gray and Deanna and I uh, worked on that situation with Emily together and me with Adam. And um, eventually, um, you know, started to bear certain fruit. And, is, um, and to be honest, the first thing was uh, they were in a very typical place that a lot of uh, a lot of people, a very high percentage of the people who've walked in our doors have been in where they were raised in a very um, pietistic, uh, somewhat toxic, unhealthy evangelical Christianity. And neither one of them really knew the Lord. And um, um, you know, uh, of course, and now, of course, Deanna has a big chunk of this, but, you know, not only did Emily come to know the Lord, start growing in the Lord, get baptized in the Spirit, and, uh, uh, you know, Emily is uh, a, a very insightful and vociferous reader of, of Christian books. Uh, she's not, not only read the Christian books I've asked her to read, but she's turned me on to Christian books and to things about in biblical studies, theology, and counseling I never knew because of books Emily's asked me to read. And they've been very helpful to me. And uh, it's probably no secret that Emily Furlow is one of my favorite people in the whole world. And uh, she is, and has become uh, on, I, I have a list about 20 people that I, that I regularly and often value getting their advice. And Emily has uh, become a member of that list. And uh, uh, she's also uh, become part of um, Amber's Sozo team. Where'd Amber go? And uh uh, when Amber gave this, the uh, presentation on Sozo, uh, she had Emily do uh, a little testimony thing. And it, for me, it was the highlight of the morning. She, uh, you know, there's, there's getting a hit, and there's hitting the ball out of the park. And Emily Furlow just hit it out of the park in her little five minutes. That if you want to know what Sozo is, just watch the, I'm hoping we have the wherewithal to put it on the new website, just Emily's presentation. Uh, about what Sosa was that Sunday morning because, you know, that is a pretty good five-minute introduction and, and quite enthusiastic. Um, and, of course, she's now joined the worship team. She helps with ladies with the baptisms and the spirits, deliverance, counseling, everything. And, of course, uh, I guess we'll have to save it for, but Emily Furlow, 
uh, completed the counseling class. <laughs> Moving on to Samuel Chen Sing Poon. Is he still here? He's probably in the basement. You uh, just listen for him, Amber and John Luke. You can. Um, you know, my one of my uh, thing when 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 uh, Adam and I or Adam, when Sha Samuel Sensing Poon and I first started getting to know each other, I I did a little thing that I often do. I started taking him out to lunch uh, to uh, uh, Alyssa Ferguson's place and. Uh, uh, our place is uh, called McAllister's Deli. So I, I started taking uh, Sam out to McAllister's Deli for lunch. And as I always say to all the grad students and college students, I'm buying, but when you graduate from college and get that you know, doctorate degree or whatever you're working on, then you're buying. <laughs> and uh, so that's my standard deal that I made with uh, Sam. But uh, what really kind of opened my eyes to a lot of things about Sam was uh, when I found out he could play the drums and I asked him why. Uh, already we are having a lot of prayer meetings in the, on, in, on the summertime praying for the upcoming campus ministry year in the front of the church. And we would often ask Sam to bring his guitar uh, I don't think Christiana had quite uh, quite started leading as many little prayer meetings, but and Deanna, I didn't want to make Deanna lead the worship for all of them, so Sam started taking his part in it. And uh, so when I found out Sam read the drums or played the drums, uh, I I kind of asked how how'd that happen, and he said, "Well, I was going to this church in Buffalo, and they didn't have a drummer." So I just got on YouTube and I taught myself how to play the drums because the church needed a drummer. And I realized that Sam is one of those guys not only that was willing to do whatever the church needed, he was also capable of doing whatever the church needed. And that sort of started uh, my understanding uh, more about why God brought Sam here. And so I started investing more in Sam, of course, and he and us. And today he's uh, on the leadership team. Uh, uh, some of the leadership team is, is uh, like Sam, our elders in training. He leads a discipleship group with Daniel, Christiana, and Amber. Uh, Sundays uh, he split, and Wednesdays are well, not always Wednesdays because uh, usually John, Luke, and Sam Morante take that. But other times when we need him, he splits the worship leading duties with, you know, Deanna, Christiana. But I think for a long time you, you know, it's mostly you and Sam that go back and forth. But now Christiana does it sometimes too, right? On Sundays, or not so much on Sunday. So. Uh, you know, this whole basic computer programming skills class that I, that I don't even, you know, I love what, that I actually don't even know what they all do, but I do know that on Vash, Josiah, Adam, Dave, Grass, all of these guys, part of, the, part of the whole idea is they each sort of take a session kind of imparting their skills and they're all, they have different skills and, and uh, frankly, you'd be stupid not to be there. I, there was a particular brother that wasn't there one day and I was like, well, like what's wrong? You should be there uh, if you're breathing. Uh, you know, one of the things I noticed about Sam that I'll, and I'll lump John Luke and, and probably others with, 
is that if you, uh, Sydney is, is probably the, those three stand out the most in their mind, but if you go down and watch the pre-readers class, the children of our church love Sam Chen Sing Poon, John Luke O'Gine, and Sydney Osborne. And, and those three love the children of our church. And uh, that should be get a round of applause. And uh, Sam is just a get, the pre-readers class. He's he's really he's really good at it. And he all kind of flyers, computer arts that need. Uh, and of course, he's become the second man, Daniel Williams being the first trained to do sozos uh, by uh, Amber in our church. So uh, that's that's incredible because almost everywhere in the country. The Sozo ministries in every church are only done by the women, and and now both Daniel Williams and Sam know how to do it, and that's huge. <laughs> and all the while, while t- you know, just doing some minor things like re- research assistant, doctoral candidate in biomedical engineering, you know, just and on the side. <laughs> Amber Poon uh, has become the uh, member, a member of the GCF leadership team. She leads a GCF discipleship group with Daniel Christiana SCP, discipleship group, personal pastoral care provider extraordinary. Uh, you know, uh, some people are good at it. Some people are really good at it. And I've watched Amber. Uh, Amber is really, really good at personal pastoral care. Very um uh she it, it, we we've asked amber to be and and some people let her be the gcf wedding coordinator planner uh lead, an advisor a liaison between the church and us so that we may, because so many people don't know about certain biblical things that just have to be part of the wedding and amber has done really good with that ministry uh, and, you know, one day I walked in and found out that Amber had decided to become a member of the GCF sound team. And uh, I, I didn't ask her. I, I don't know if anybody did ask her, but I, I, I did ask her, like, wow, that's, I, that sort of surprised me. You decided to add that to all the other things you do. And, I, and she said, well, I've done it before, so I, I like doing it. So, so she does that, too, in her spare time. Um, uh, so then two last things. Uh, number, n- number one, uh, of course, Amber c- completed this the counseling class. <laughs> and uh, one la- thing beyond that is... Um, You know, Catherine and I had several talks about Amber in recent days. Um, you know, God put a very special love for Amber in our heart when she first came. And when we remember that. We remember talking about that together and, and working on that together. And, uh, and, the 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 when you add all the thing help how you know amber is one of our top advisors now she's uh runs the sozo ministry she's 
very helpful in anything that has to do with any kind of deliverance counseling. Uh, I, you know, like we're, we're involved in a pretty serious, difficult deliverance uh, thing for a, for a lady in another church that, that Deanna and I are working on together. And, and we felt uh, we needed some help. And the first person we thought of, well, let's ask Amber to help us. And, and Amber is going to help us. And so, uh, of all the number one people that get this award, Amber is the number oneest of all, the most Charlie Browniest. Uh, uh, Amber is my number one of all the most improved awards. Uh, next, David Furlow. David Furlow is 16 years old, and he runs everything in Grace Christian Fellowship. <laughs> uh, by next week, he'll be the senior pastor. <laughs> uh, no, no um, you know, Sydney, Sydney very graciously uh, mowed the lawns uh, at, at our all, all properties related to GCF. Mine's not really owned by GCF, but we try, if we could ever get my house so it's not too embarrassing, we do use it for a lot of parsonage kind of functions and or hope to someday again. Uh, a lot of people have been saved and baptized in the spirit in our living room. But um, it's a little embarrassing of a place, but, uh, you know, Sydney... Uh, it always took care of the lawns, and he always let us know from day one that I don't really love to take care of the lawns. But Sydney's a team player, and he and he's always did it. But we always hoped and prayed that somebody would come along that was kind of like born to do this. And uh, David to the rescue. You know, because of some deep experiences David had with the Holy Spirit, one of which I was there for when he got baptized and the Holy Spirit was off the charts, crazy good. Um, of course, David Yamarte, who may be watching, was there, and uh, Adam Furlow was there, and uh, John Gray was there. I, I th think Sam Awante was there, if I remember, and so forth. Uh, uh, wasn't yeah? Anvash and John Gray were there, and myself. I, I can't remember who all, who all else was there. Uh, I think oh yeah, Josiah was probably there because Jonathan Maddox got baptized in the Spirit the same day, and so forth. So, um, you know, I I kind of thought for a number of reasons that David is probably gonna, uh, even though he's only sixteen, uh, someday he's gonna be a significant leader in our church. So I always, uh, the first thing I always do when I think someone has leadership skills is I put them in charge of something uh, that's not the most great thing that everyone would sign up for. And like, who wants to be in charge of the lawn mowing team? But that, you know, I, I am not exaggerating when I say, uh, you know, David has Caleb, Jonathan Maddox, Robbie, I believe, and Sam Muante. Is there anybody else I'm leaving out, Robbie? That are, and, and John Luke O'Guyan. Uh, you know, I don't know if you ever read Bridging McNeil's the, 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 the Present Future, but, you know, one of the hardest things for me in all of our history has always been when you first walk, come in the parking lot, starting with the lawns, our buildings always look like crap. But ever since David took over, 
the building is all just the the lawn is just right it's all edged it's all manicured the sidewalks have been swept uh, uh and it's all just right and uh um you know i uh and i have a feeling that's because uh david furlow uh t takes it seriously and therefore everybody on his team Caleb, Robbie, Jonathan, all, all these guys, John Luke, they've all taken it to a standard that no one else has ever taken it to. And it's the first thing that people see when they come to Grace Christian Fellowship. And it always looks good all week long, every week. I would say the day that he and Jonathan Maddox and got baptized in the spirit will probably be legendary in the annals of GCF history. Plus, uh, you know, one of the things that's most important for me, what, you know, what we're trying to do here is we're trying to incubate a, with a church within a church that will become kind of the basis for planning a church uh, in Bangalore and Hyderabad. And so Anvesh uh, took David under his wing as soon as David came I've been there many a Saturday on Google Hangouts calls with India when David shows up and uh, for his weekly meeting with Anvesh. And it's a situation that, you know, it, it's gone so well that it's actually served the purposes of God for both guys. Uh, not only is, is David doing uh, very well, but it's been a great thing for Anvesh uh, as well. Right? Is that correct? So... That's very important. Sam Awante, is he still here? Uh, is he in the, uh, doing the kids stuff? Yeah, it's okay. Somebody tell, uh, can give him this portion of the video or something. He empties the waste baskets every week at both this location and my house. He's done it every Wednesday for, for years. Of course, occasionally that leads to, you know, Sam and I end up having some great talks as Sam stays, and we talked for a long time. Uh, Sam attends at our request many special needs, prayer meetings, worship meetings, all kinds of meetings. Uh, sometimes he's the worship leader uh, and as, as needed. Uh, there he is. And, uh, and uh, um, Sam, Sam and John Luke take turns worshiping, being the worship leader on Wednesday nights because we always need more worship leaders. And those two guys are the guys who are, who are the best candidates to be the next worship leaders. And I think everyone would agree that the, both of them have done a very good job on Wednesday nights. So let, that's worth getting in plan. Uh, do you still have that one book group going with uh, Bob Timer and all those guys, Sam, or, or that? Until COVID, okay. Uh, of course, uh, Sam is in that uh, very select group that's he, he's an official John, Greg Weiss, Logan Carr, sports buddy. But more importantly, uh, he completed the counseling class. Sam occasionally roots for the wrong NBA team, but Logan roots for the wrong team all the time. 
We, we can't hold that against anybody. Uh, uh, Stephen Leopold, he's probably gone. Is he? Uh, should I skip him? We'll go to Noel then. Uh, come back to Stephen if we can get him. Noel heads up the Gondard house. Uh, thanks to Christiana, Deanna, Stephen, Noel, Alyssa, Sindhu. Uh, the Gondard house is a very positive, perhaps the most positive in terms of some things like uh, hospitality and that kind of stuff. Uh, of all the single households of Grace Christian Fellowship, uh, uh, and the single households are generally doing great. And But uh, because... Uh, Noel's a big part of the reason that uh, the Gondard House, it's doing great, as well as those others. Uh, she recruits, schedules, trains, supervises, reviews, and, and a multiple volunteer fellowship hall crews. Um, you know, as a senior pastor, you make a lot of sacrifices, but I occasionally get to indulge something that's one of my concerns. And I've prayed for, like, 45 years that someday there would be a beautiful violin player in the church. And she plays the, the violin so beautifully, and it makes the worship better for me every week. And uh, I've always hoped that we would have someone who can play the violin like that. And, uh, well, I really love your violin playing. And I'm sure you know that. She also is, excels in hospitality, and that's one reason that, as everyone knows, because I got, got in a fight with a lot of people about why uh, I insisted that Noel be our number one greeter. <laughs> because I love having Noel be a greeter. Um, and then moving on to uh, where is the next thing? Of course, she has, has also taken over her book ministry, which Deanna was very happy about. <laughs> <laughs> It's a big project. Uh, she gradually took it over from uh, Deanna. Of course, Stephen helps in numerous ways, especially uh, getting more bookshelves for the fact that we've, ex if you know, that the things somewhat related to me, so it's always going, the vision is always getting a little bigger. Uh, as soon as you think you got it. Uh, also, uh, because I'm fat, I, I can't wear uh, normal ties unless... Uh, the uh, the little thing on the back that that the back thing goes into has moved up a few inches, and so I love to wear ties, and uh, I have 110 of them, but I had lots of ties like this one, which belonged to Catherine's dad, uh, that I could never wear because they were previously owned by too short of people, <laughs> or they sell them in the store for short people in the first place. And so I've always prayed that there'd be someone with both the skills and the willingness to uh, um, move them up. And so it, uh, shortly after Noel arrived in Dayton, I discussed this with her, and she started uh, fixing all of my ties and continues to do so. And she's fixed about 100 of them. Uh, we started out paying her $4 an hour because she hadn't started her... Uh, her piano business yet, or yeah, four dollars a time. I mean, and uh, because she hadn't started, but then she had dropped charging us all together because she became, of course, a piano lesson tycoon. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I have never known anyone quite so successful at having piano lessons as Noel, uh, because Noel is deserves to be, and she is the the next uh, 
recipient of the GCF 2020 Energizer Bunny Award. <laughs> and of course, besides like 55 students doing all these things with ties, having people over for dinner, her garden, courting uh, Stephen, being household head, uh, she also completed the counseling class. <laughs> So Byron Burks uh, is kind of involved in everything you could ever want to do that's in, that involves electronics and computers or engineering or video cameras. And when the whole COVID thing happened, uh, he got us started because he stepped right in and said that we could use his video. We used Byron's video camera on the first, second, third, fifth, I don't know how many Sundays, but for a while until we kind of figured out what we wanted to do it was actually uh, Byron's video camera. Uh, sometimes violence needed, and Byron's needed to, and he's one of those guys that takes whatever um, you need me to do. But, so sometimes he and, or Abigail uh, uh, play uh, violin or viola, uh, as the case may be. Uh, of course, again, he, he's one of those people that makes me all, uh, that I, I mentioned with his father earlier, is I always kind of think about like people who can't make it at 9:30, because like Byron's always here at eight every Sunday. He's if he's needed for the prayer meeting, if he's needed for the sound room, if he's needed, you know, to make coffee, you know, by, uh, to figure out why a computer's not working. Uh, you know, like Greg, you should consider plugging in it. But now. <laughs> You know, uh, he's just one of those kind of multi-talented, and and he gets he just gets the warm body principle, and he's always there when he's needed. And if there's a job that needs to be done, he's always willing to do it. So Byron Burks. John Luke O'Gain is uh, also some one of those ministry uh, who. Takes, uh, he takes a lot of the ministries that don't seem easily uh, easy. And John Luke does three very important uh, ministries. Of course, anything that has to do with children, John Luke's on the job. And, you know, at, a, at the church picnic today, I can guarantee you John Luke will be playing, making Daniel Williams, uh, or Dan, Daniel Williams, <laughs> Daniel Gray, uh, Sam, Samuel Hager, and, and, uh, and many other kids very happy. Uh, and I can very much relate to that because I, when I was young, I was sort of that guy in my neighborhood. And, and I, therefore, I always especially like John to see John Luke at various events because uh, he's always connecting with the kids. And uh, that was something that Judy Weller one, uh, pointed out to me once that was very helpful that Julie, Julie, Ju, Judy helped me see that through her eyes. Um, John Luke, of course, splits worship leading uh, with Sam on Wednesday nights and at the condo uh, in you know, Labor Day weekend. John Luke, of course, is the best drummer you could ever want to have. And, uh, and I, I just want to, to, to mention one thing about John Luke's drummer. Of course, everybody notices his sensitivity to the spirit, his level of skill, 
uh, his ability to play, you know, like so many drummers cannot play well, except if they're overpowering everything. I, you know, I, I don't know if John Luke actually needs the cage because he probably can play whatever is required. But a lot of what makes John Luke a great drummer and I is, you know, there's a saying that I have that I forget who taught me, but I really don't want worship leaders. I want lead worshipers. And the, uh, John Luke fits in with this way. The, you know, this is characteristic of a lot of people on our worship team and so forth. But like John Luke loves to worship. And that's why he's a great drummer, more, more than all the skills and if you get what I'm saying, that's very important. Uh, perhaps one of his most important things is John, uh, we have, for whatever reason, this is the first church that I've ever been involved with where we've struggled to get a good prayer meeting going uh, an hour or so before the Sunday first Sunday school. And most of that is because I haven't done a good job of uh, you know, today I wasn't running late. I was actually, I started at four yesterday afternoon and I was still working on this uh, just and sent it off to uh, you know, Josiah by email for him to print just in time to get here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, and, uh, and, and I so intended to be at the prayer meeting this morning, but I was still working on the message during the prayer meeting this morning from yesterday afternoon. And so, like, whether anybody comes or doesn't come, there's a few guys like Caleb that help, that get there a lot and help keep it going. But John Luke is always there and always keeps it going, and he's always ready to lead the worship whether anybody else comes or not. And that's, and I want, I, uh, and of course, he's on various cleaning teams or everything else, but especially that whole thing with the 8 o'clock prayer meeting. Done with four out of six. Uh, Sydney and Melody Osborne, I'm, I'm going to put them both together to save time. Uh, among the most welcoming, hospitable couples, it's very similar to the Grace. In that respect, uh, they have a special gift, or, and then I put S in parentheses because it's both a gift and they have gifts, that they seem to find unique people and creative ways to express God's love. And uh, one of the things that, that strikes me about Sydney, I can remember when, you know, when Ned Berube found out that Sydney was engaged, he called me three different times to say, could you give me Sydney's number again? I re really want to talk about with Sydney about all this because, uh, you know, Ned Berube, because of Sydney, thinks um, that he's never seen a church that discipleship works so well as what our church does. And because he remembers uh, Sydney when Sydney first came very well. And he's just so impressed with who Sydney is today. And uh, um, one, one of the things is I, I can remember kind of uh, sensing that Sydney should learn to drive and. Uh, I didn't really even totally know if I believed it was true or whatever. And then he did. And now I, I thought about doing this day. Like, it, I don't know if they're all here anymore, but if we had a show of hands with the number of people Sydney has taught them to drive, 
it's at least five or so people in our church, right? Because there's Sindhu, he right, Sam Mawante, uh, your two children, uh, um, Sammy and uh, John, and, and so who else is Sydney taught to drive? Uh, so, uh, of course, both Sydney and Melody do various uh, children's ministries, babysitting, hospitality, uh, prayer, counseling, loving on people. Uh, Melody does the greeting card ministry, uh, which is a big thing where, uh, for me, get well cards, bereavement's birthday, and I love cards. I want them out today. Uh, uh, you know, she did a, an exemplary job as the household head at the Red House right up until she got married. And, of course, both Sydney and Melody completed the counseling class. <laughs> So, I uh, wonder if we should just, we still got a few couples to go. I'll try to be quicker. Uh, Josiah and Teresa. Josiah, after graduating with a 4.0, starting to work full-time and becoming a newlywed all in the month of December, uh, Josiah... Uh, serves as a GCF leader, co-discipleship group with Anvesti and Teresa, built and is building the brand new GCF website, uh, overseeing Christiana and Deanna as they write all the text. Um, he's the sound system and uh, computer and video pe- uh, coordinator of all that. Uh, he, he posts the, the uh, messages on the podcast, locks the building, coordinates sound, electric teams, uh, that you know, be all of that was one of the hardest. Was the hardest thing to lose to come to uh, to replace after we lost John and Josiah stepped into all of that and does it all very well. And of course, Josiah completed the counseling class. All right, while he's coming, Teresa, uh, I think she had a role in that December wedding thing and that whole list. Yeah. (laughs) Works full-time in counting, uh, but uh, she serves on the GCF leadership team, Uh, co-leads a discipleship group with Anvestiana Josiah. She's become very good at counseling. Uh, Because of her gospel-based creativity, Teresa uh, take, uh, takes on and, and loves and is helping a number of people who've really had a hard time really uh, getting uh, healthily founded in, in gospel grace with no condemnation and all that. And, and Teresa's become kind of a specialist in that. Um, um, you know, she helps Catherine with the finances. And I think more than any other, per, there's a lot of ladies in the church that are that are very uh, good to Catherine, helpful to Catherine, and so forth. But I think Teresa Moore and and Logan are the two people that most kind of uh, approach it from. A, I want to be there for Catherine point of view, and and so what uh, Teresa and Catherine share is very very special, and uh, she focuses is a lot on being an aid to to Catherine. Uh, of course, the, the Maddoxes, uh, 
excel at hospitality, uh, like the Haggers, and they're one of the top places like the Haggers for social guidance. And of course, Teresa completed the counseling class. Daniel and Christiana, we're almost done. Best for last. Uh, as soon as we, as soon as I end, I would love if some people thought about who uh, didn't end up staying and text them that were on the way to the Hager, so that hopefully they'll come back for that part. Because uh, a few people wore them out. Uh, I, we lost uh, Catherine and we lost uh, Liz and, and uh, Sam and so forth, but but hopefully they'll still come back for the picnic. Uh, Daniel and Christiana. Uh, first of all, Daniel. Uh, of course, Daniel has become and is becoming a very good, trusted friend and counselor to me. Um, he serves on the leadership. He's, he's uh, the elder in training that I'm most confident uh, about becoming an elder with the least uh, hurdles to get there. And uh, a lot of it just gets down to the he's the youngest guy. And, uh, and so I'm going to take it slow so he gets plenty of time to read, get knowledge, and, and accumulate experience. But uh, again, he leads a discipleship group with Sam Amber Christiana. Uh, he's one of the teachers in the pre-reader Sunday school class. He does, uh, he's, he's one, probably the most anointed guy in terms of deliverance, but he also helps with life discipleship. Uh, uh, in counseling, he was the first man that got the training to be to do sozos. Uh, he's probably the most overall equipped leader among our men, and uh, he completed the counseling class. Uh, So Christiana Burks, I have here, uh, this, I'm just going to read this off my page. She's fast becoming a member or the administrator of everything at Greenwich Christian Fellowship. Did you hear that? Uh, Christiana is fast becoming a member or the administrator of everything at Grace Christian Fellowship. Uh, and my goal with Christiana is, uh, is that she would be the number one GCF main leading head administrative planner of everything so that someday I'll just go ask Christiana. Uh, and Christiana, you just volunteered this morning in my study, you didn't know that, uh, about eight o'clock, you are now the first coordinator of the annual GCF Leaders Retreat and uh, planner and coordinator and minister. <laughs> Somehow in the spirit, I could, I could see you saying yes when I asked you to volunteer. <laughs> Uh, of course, she's one of uh, our uh, best worship leaders, piano players for Sundays, Wednesdays, various special occasions. Uh, she creates the schedule for the worship teams, I believe, right? And, and, or do you do that? Oh, no. Who does that? Well, Who does? Anybody? Okay. Who on Sundays? You? Oh. Okay. Okay. Um, isn't it great that I don't know? That's the main point. Um, so uh, this is a, this may be an intangible a lot to you, but to me it's not. Uh, and I don't 
know how to give this a title, but she's the official help Greg sort out and clarify my thinking on whatever I, I need to clarify my thinking about. And she's, she's always, always one of my most trusted advisors. Um, she helps me on various administrative GCF projects and she has completely taken over a job that normally added about three hours to, and I normally did it in the middle of Sunday nights because she does by Monday, I guess, or, or, or early Tuesday, she uh, posts and does all, everything we do with the uh, GCF scripture readings for the uh, counseling class. Of course, she's a teacher of uh, second grade at uh, Dominion Academy, wife to Daniel, and of course, she completed the counseling class. <laughs> By the way, if you think this, uh, you know, and of course thing is so light, again, there's seven books. Uh, Jane and Tim Nixon called me up at the beginning of this to thank me that we had so many people sign up for the class. And um, as you, uh, I don't think they'd ever had a church have 18 people sign up. And I, can, I would just imagine, they didn't say this, but I would just imagine they expected, wow, wouldn't it be amazing if nine or ten of their people finished the class. And they, uh, ten, you know, Tim wanted to do something just to be say thank you, so he said if we wanted he'd come and teach his marriage seminar with us. And we may, we're considering that, and I'm going to be trying to build a relationship with him. But again, 17 people completed the class. That's just, that's really kind of incredible. And, uh, you know, I talk to pastors all the time. You know, we, we have like 30 people who went through our systematic theology class. What church, most churches can't say that kind of stuff. So uh, I, I thank all of you for that. Next is John and Leah Gray. Uh, uh, John, had, he was one of the three guys who completed the theology, counseling class before you all did. So that and helped us decide we ought to recommend this to more people, of course, with Sam and Anvesh. Uh, of course, John is an elder, so that means he serves many hours without pay. Uh, you know, we all had a fine talk about, um, you know, we had many talks tonight about what happened Thursday night, but, you know, you got to understand what it means to be an elder was that some of the people that I'm talking about were fasting, but at 1 o'clock in the morning, there was Anvesh, John Gray, and me talking, and Deanna start, trying to stay awake <laughs> on her second or third day of a fast in the pew. And, uh, and finally, we said, Anvesh, you better get Deanna home. She's falling asleep in the pew. And then, you know, um, so they left, and uh, I just can remember, you know, just, uh, you know, John Gray has been such a good friend, but it was just really special that, you know, we were leaving around 2.30, and it was just John Gray and me still. And I thought, like, who stays up with me till 2.30 so we can pray over all these people? You know, uh, that's part of what it means to be an elder sometimes. 
John Gray has, has out of sheer force of will over, over 11 years, gone from being a person who, frankly, was very deficient in his knowledge of Scripture to John, John Gray is an excellent Bible teacher today. But, you know, uh, there's very few people I could say this about, but John Gray's even a better friend than he is a Bible teacher. Uh, John is uh, bivocational, but he's on many GCF leader team things. Uh, Sunday services, he, he's the one that takes the offering, does the communions, benedictions. He's involved in counseling, discipleship, disciples several men in the ch church, all always involved in prayer, the GCF prayer team, uh, along with Leah, they're, they are two of the most welcoming and, and uh, you know, make you feel part of the family people when you first come to Grace Christian Fellowship. I'll bet, ha have, you know, 20 people in this room could say that, that one of the first people who reached out to them and loved on them was John and Leah Gray. And... Uh, the Grays co-lead uh, with the Hagers, GCF's largest discipleship group. Le and Leah next. Uh, John and Leah, uh, I kind of learned what loyalty means afresh when uh, we went through what we did a year ago because we had to have maybe 30 to 50 meetings in, uh, in um about 30 days with small, you know, one or two people, three or four people, whatever. And one of, either John or Leah was with me in every one of them. And uh, that meant that both of them had to be involved every time because one of them had to be watching the kids and one of them was with me. And uh, the vast majority of them, John watched the kids so Leah could be with me. And um, so that, that uh, kind of taught me afresh. Uh, there's no more important thing in any leadership team that, that, but the love and loyalty and uh, the Grays have love and, and loyalty to Catherine and I and, our, and the vision God gave us in spades. Uh, they kind of saved uh, me and Catherine in, in, on some other levels because of their personal talks with us in, in many ways through that time. And, uh, and Leah and I have, I have kind of reciprocated by we're starting to have some talks about some deep things. That hopefully Leah's here. Is she not here? We really need to get Leah in this room. What, what, where is she? Uh, did she go home with the kids? Okay. It's because they needed a nap or whatever. So let's, I mean, is it, are we being veto cast so that she could watch it later? We got it, David. Okay, David says we got it. Okay, so um, um, I, I just kind of want to prophesy the rest of this. You know, Leah is on the brink of a very big breakthrough in the things of God. And I uh, took Leah, we, we went to Xenia to a little coffee shop and sat there for a few hours and talked about the things of the Lord. I don't know, about a month ago or so. And uh, Leah's about to receive some very unexpected answers to deep prayers that she's had for many years. And I'm very clear 
uh, on what the Lord is about to do. And I'm so looking forward to being a part of it. And uh, I thank God that, that Leah doesn't run quite as many uh, things in the church as she once did because of Tiffany, Amber, Teresa, and Christiana. Uh, they've all risen up to lighten Leah's load. Uh, I believe I, that, there, that Leah still schedules and oversees the whole Saturday cleaning thing. Is that correct? Is that how it works, Stephen? She's, she's turning it over to me. So, could, and so she's been doing that. Okay, which is a lot because there's many people involved in that, right? Like 20 volunteers or something, I was told. And thank you for everyone who knows who they are. Uh, Leah, uh, I guess she can't come up here, but Leah... Uh, completed the counseling class. You know, it's not, it's the most difficult time in your life and and the most enjoyable, but the hardest time to make any forward progress in studying extra scripture and theology and stuff is when you have little kids. And so when I make a statement like Leah completed the theology class, that's actually kind of amazing. Stephen, Leah, I hope you could see some people are standing and clapping, several. Uh, Leah, or uh, Stephen, I, could you get me a cold bottle of water and just fill this glass back up? Uh, and let's just face it, uh, 2020, 2015, it doesn't matter. Leah Gray is the first and, and always the greatest recipient of the Energizer Bunny Award. <laughs> All right, uh, Catherine, I, I wore out. Hopefully she has enough energy to go to the picnic, although I wouldn't be surprised if she, she'll be taking a nap. Uh, Catherine works about 45 to 48 hours a week, and that makes it possible for, for Greg... Stephen, Deanna, and Christiana to have jobs with GCF, uh, even though some of those people are, uh, all of them but me work a little bivocationally, make some income elsewhere because we don't pay that great. Um, but we wouldn't have those people, you know, uh, Catherine working, even though she's in her 60s, provides our medical insurance, and it, 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 it enables me to take a salary, probably $60,000 a year, less than what I would need to if she wasn't working. And that's why I have more help that I really very much need in those other three great helpers. And so that's huge. Uh, then she turns around every night and does the church finances, always. The data entry, the bill paying. We've never been late on a bill. We've never paid less than 100% of all credit cards. I get advance reports of all the salaries coming up, the, the credit card bills. Uh, if I need to tell Josiah to slow down on buying new video cameras or, or whatever, Catherine for, always gives me spreadsheets and those kind of things to forewarn me. And um, when, of course, we went through what we went through last year, we had made 
a lot of progress on Jason taking some of that off her plate, and that all came back on uh, Catherine's plate, although Teresa came to the rescue, thankfully. And, uh, and, and a lot of uh, Teresa's coming to the rescue, of course, is not only that she has the accounting degree and, and the ability, but she has that much love for Catherine. So that's huge. Um, she still does some counseling, discipleship, and so forth with people like Teresa, Jane, Logan, etc. Uh, she loves Sam Awante. Uh, she still assists me and, and Golda. We still have family dinners. We've had more family dinners since COVID started than ever before. And uh, um, Catherine seldom misses the, at least the main GCF events, except for uh, except for when she gets sick. And of course, she it was her idea, and she's the one who does. Uh, it takes her. She spends usually, usually on the average, 10 hours every Saturday preparing those, uh, and it usually takes her two, at least two of those Saturdays to give every one of those church history talks that she gives. Usually about 20 hours of preparation go into one of those talks. And, uh, uh, and I, I think we all, you know, like, I, you know, I don't want to get too worldly of a terminology. From my point of view, the, uh, the Sunday's talks on church history are a hit. I, you know, like, if you don't like those, you're really hard to please. I, I, I think they're great. And, and I, you know, and again, I'm kind of harping on this because I'll never come to peace with this. This is the first church I've ever been involved in where we had trouble getting people uh, to the 9.30 meeting. And of course, most of the people who are here don't need to hear this because you would have gone already. But uh, <laughs> nevertheless, uh, that it's, a, it, you know, uh, it's one of the ways you can show respect to, you know, to Daniel Williams, Nathan Hager, John Gray, uh, you know, my wife, et cetera. Because, you know, uh, what, like what Stephen does on Wednesdays he did because he spends hundreds of hours of studying and discussing these things with God, wrestling with the Lord, and discussing them with lots of other key people in the church all the time. You know, uh, part of what Stephen does every morning before he comes to work for the church is he reads and studies for two, three, four hours. And that's why uh, I don't make him come at 8 o'clock because I know he's studying um, so that's it on Catherine. On Vashdiana, I guess our last, the best for last. Uh, did, did I, I, I did Daniel and Christiana, right? Okay. And John and Leah. Okay. On Vash. Uh, he already completed the counseling class and he was actually the most enthusiastic re, uh, reason that we, like on Vash kind of said, Greg, we all got to do this. And I said, Okay. Anvesh said it, let it be so, read it, let it be so. <laughs> uh, of course, he's working as a research assistant on his PhD in cybersecurity. It's kind of a full-time job, but, you know, Anvesh had, uh, like John Gray, had um, being sort of a junior elder, isn't it nice to get used to this easy, taken right to, okay, 
you've got to step into some guys' jobs that have been doing this for years. And he stepped up into it very nicely. Uh, of course, he sets the agendas for our leaders' meetings. He's here always early on Sunday mornings. I think he, I don't know how it all works on Sunday mornings because, you know, it because of guys like Josiah and Anvesh and David Furlow and, and so forth and Byron and others, I, I don't actually have to worry about it. But I think Anvesh kind of coordinates all that sort of, right? And, um, uh, and I'm glad, I don't want to know anymore. <laughs> uh, so early prep, he, he is always on the GCF prayer team. He's getting better and better at counseling and discipling uh, single men. Uh, uh, Anvesh works with guys like David Furlow, David Yamardi, John Luke, Sam Wante, etc., he maintains contacts with several Indian ministers and, and, uh, and Indian ministries because he's, he's overall kind of the one preparing us to someday have a church in India. We, you know, we you know, have this idea that we're going to incubate the Indian church here. That's why Golda and Sindhu are here. There's going to be more Telugu-speaking people coming. And Anvesh and Deanna are going to oversee all of that. And uh, where are we? Um, I, I believe that you're the one that creates a schedule for the cleaning teams. Is that right? Or no, for uh, what? Cleaning up after the yeah, Sunday. Before. Yeah, the... Yeah. Oh, Gina, too? Oh, after Sundays? Yeah. You, Leah took over. Oh, Leah took that over. Okay. Uh, and then, of course, Anvesh helps and contributes a lot to both GCF and Indian future leadership development. Uh, Deanna Paramala, one-on-one uh, -on -one evangelistic discipleship. Uh, she always Several women that she's always working at a time. She's one of our worship leaders, usually the one who makes sure everything's moving forward right with the worship teams. P she's a great piano player, team trainer, small group leader. Uh, she yeah, so she trains all the worship teams, which has been huge for me because I haven't had to pay attention to it in years because of Deanna. And I remember when she first told me she's going to do all that, and I was like, okay. And it, she's had it ever since, and I've never had to worry about it. Uh, you know, and anybody who knows me knows that one of the most emotional, wonderful things going on in my life is that gold is here. And uh, Golda and I have great father-daughter kind of talks, you might say. I probably, uh, and uh, we talk about everything. I mean, the, the first week she got here, Golda confided to me that she always fought with her mother because she wanted fish. And uh, so Golda helps me with the fish tanks. And uh, it won't be long till she'll be taking that, some of that off of Stephen's plate. And, uh, and, I, and I like working on the fish tanks with Golda. Uh, and uh, she, she's learned what all the fish are and all kind of things quick already. I mean, we've talked about everything from what exactly went on in her heart and what exactly went on in my heart when my closest brother died, when her father died. And uh, we've had very, very wonderful heart-to-heart -heart talks about all kind of things like that. And none of that would be happening if Deanna hadn't spent hundreds of hours getting gold here. Sorry. Um, you know, uh, 
Deanna started and, and Christiana has picked up and is, it continues to complete everything to do with improving our G, the resource of our GCF foundational articles and that whole ministry and our teachings. They, they've edited them, compiled them, print them, improve them. Uh, every file I open it either says it was, you know, like improved by Deanna or Christiana and uh, everyone, every time. Um, you know, um, Catherine and I kind of got started in our, in our relationship, uh, back in 1980, um, you know, you, you, when you're a single guy, you're a little, you're a little weird and, uh, no, uh, I, I, you know, God was building this wonderful campus ministry. People were getting saved left and right, delivered from demons, healed. It was, you know, one of the three great moves of God I've ever seen. It was probably the, the best. And, um, but I had this great leadership team of five guys, and I didn't have um, any young ladies uh, in the leadership team, although I had some fine le- kind of like, especially my two cousins or one cousin and her friend and so forth. But what had kind of happened was my one cousin was kind of a knockout as the world sees it. And so was my other cousin. They got saved and I didn't know, but I found out that pretty girls have a lot of pretty girls as friends. And so before long, uh, we had a problem similar to what we have now where we had a lot of pretty girls. And uh, we had so many pretty girls that it was actually spoken on campus by the other Christian groups that at, what were we called? Christian, uh, the Fellowship of Christian Students, that we only shared the gospel with pretty girls. We didn't share the gospel if the girls, if they weren't pretty, <laughs> which never actually happened. And we still don't have that policy, even though we have so many pretty girls. All right, but uh, we would never have such a policy. Uh, so, Send in a picture first, then we'll decide if we're going to share the gospel. No, no, we never, that never, never happened. Sam Wante has sometimes encouraged us to adopt that policy. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oops. I shouldn't have, I just didn't realize that was a little full. Uh, So, so I started praying that God would, um, grant me one young lady who could disciple the young ladies and so forth, and that became Catherine. And uh, of all the uh, people that I've ever worked with, uh, Catherine learned how to do it the best, the most complete, the most fruitful. And the truth is, when it came to things like door-to-door evangelism and so forth, Catherine always bore more fruit than me. But uh, you know, we don't know why this is, but ever since we came to Dayton, uh, Catherine, you know, gets to go out. Of course, she, you know, she led the Pringers to Christ and so forth. And uh, I'm sure Larry's thankful for that because they and eventually led to Lisa Pringer. But um, it became Lisa Trumbach. But, uh, but we've never had a situation where we didn't need one of us working, both of us, like that we could do it together all the time. And so uh, the, the, this be, became the same thing uh, here. And uh, so, uh, you know, when Deanna came several years back, uh, Catherine and I had 
Deanna out to lunch at, uh, I always forget, Red Robin. And, uh, you know, I began to pitch, you know, by that time, Deanna had softened toward us because she first just came to the campus ministry and thought we were weird and and uh, didn't like me and all that. <laughs> you know, that's where you have to start. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know, she had started turning the corner where she was starting to like what we were about and so forth. So I pitched her on, you know, like someday you'll be working for us and, uh, and uh, it'll just cost you everything, don't worry. <laughs> And yeah, and, and God will kill you. But other than that, it's a really good deal. <laughs> but and uh, so, uh, you know, in in at first, I was hoping that at least Deanna could take some things like, you know, helping write books or get the foundational articles in bigger, better shape, and so forth. So you all know that it worked out much better than that but fast forward to this I I've I've told this to Deanna and uh and I guess I'll say this before that we go on you can wait a minute to come up but Deanna completed the counseling class in the middle of all this of course I think you're the last one I need to say that about I said that uh, yeah so um but uh in terms of in of terms and walking people through some of the basic paradigms we use in ministry, uh, what we call the five first steps of entering Christ, uh, what we call the EPDC. Uh, you know, Deanna and I uh, were ministering to a person over the phone in uh, I don't know let and when this was all when we were having some talks about it starting to sprinkle but I think it, we can keep pressing into this and it will rain and so forth and so I I kind of just wanted to say this and I and I know it embarrasses that kind of Deanna but I don't care <laughs> uh you know um and uh you know Catherine uh uh, you know, would fully agree, and we just want to express, like, of all the people who've ever partnered with us in terms of uh, the ministry, like Philippians four, Paul or Philippians the whole four chapters of Philippians, Paul keeps using the word koinonia, which is translated fellowship, but sometimes participation or partnership, and and the whole book the whole book is about the Philippians were Paul's most trusted partner. And of all the people who've ever partnered with me, in terms of, of understanding the heart and burden God's given me and the vision God's given me and being able to impart that to people so it becomes their vision, which is the most important ingredient of walking people through the whole five steps and so forth, I have never had as good a partner as Deanna. She's the best and most fruitful to the point where she's my very heart. And I am so thankful that Deanna uh, came into Catherine's my life. Uh, she, you know, if, if I could put in my order for what I wanted in someone to be a helper to us, uh, it would be Deanna. And, uh, and, and uh, Deanna, I, I, I can't thank God enough for all you mean to us. <laughs>
Oh, well, that's we skipped over Stephen because he was out of the room. I forgot. <laughs> Probably doing something important. Back to Stephen. He's on these pages. What's that? You always say that. That's why we missed you the first time. You'd be, you could have left by now. Uh, wait a minute. I got to find it. It was right next to Noel. Okay. I didn't, I'm not being presumptuous, but I did put you next to each other. Uh, <laughs> not trying to be prophetic or anything. I'm way too late for that. <laughs> way too late for that. All right. Oh, boy. So, Steve, you know, Stephen um, uh, assists me and GCF in keeping Greg safe and healthy for activities from driving, you know, like he, when we went to Maryland, Stephen drove all the way there because he had a full slate of appointments. I drove all night back, but I was kind of done ministering by then. Um, So I put here, I could have, I could have never, never nor gone to India or Maryland, or could I have attempted to fast so long if, if I didn't have Stephen every day to, to say, to keep me safe. Um, Stephen, uh, of course, knew very little about buildings, but, uh, now when it comes to GCF building development, improvement, repair, so forth, he, Stephen needs very little coaching to, to do any project at any building. And uh, because he was a quick study on every single thing from drywall to electrical to plumbing to the point where in many cases he knows it better than me. Like uh, we could have never sold the Darst property except every single thing we needed to do to upgrade that building to make it look better. Uh, Stephen did it, even to a complete remodel of the whole bathroom. Stephen did every bit of it so it looked brand new. And uh, he coordinates all aspects of all of our children's ministry from what curriculum we use, who are the people that are do it, to the scheduling and that and that includes recruiting, uh, equipping, overseeing about 20 people that help. There's at least 20 people that help. So think about that. Uh, that's wonderful in itself. Uh, he leads our Wednesday Word and Worship meeting. He excels in biblical studies and the insights to go with them because lots of people excel in biblical studies. It's another thing to excel in the insights. Uh, he's been, been assisting Noel uh, with uh, this whole bookshelf project and, and book selection. He, uh, Nathan and Stephen together bought Joel McDermott's uh, the theological library, and Nathan and Stephen went to Atlanta, Georgia to meet with Joel McDermott to get it. Uh, he's, you know, done all that from start to finish. Uh, he... Uh, you know, when you do GCF Sunday set up on Sunday mornings on Vest, Josiah, David, Byers, to Stevens in the mix every every time from unlocking the doors pre, you know, like he, pre-setting the heating and air conditioning for, if, for you know, if we if ever it's, it's hot on a Sunday night meeting, Stephen forgot to set the, turn off the air conditioner. But we take for granted that we come to meetings that the heat's just right, the air conditioning's just right. 
Well, it didn't just happen. Steve, uh, Stephen always is the one that made that happen. And um, what, what else here? Um, so every, you know, coffee, sound system, sausage, McMuffins, car parking, <laughs> whatever, whatever it's done. And of course, he, now Stephen's the final one I need to say. He also completed the, the, the counseling class. Now, please, uh, please text the people who, met, uh, who left early and tell them we're on our way to the Haggers and get there and party. <laughs>